Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Thanks for tuning into the dungeon as we continue our adventure of the Dragon of Icebar Peak. My name is Alan. And I'm Nick. Welcome into the dungeon. start to make your way to the south and east. It takes you about another three hours to to get to know Wingard, so you get in there just past lunchtime. Okay, so I'm hungry, is what you're saying. I'm hungry. You probably want your 11th or so yeah, second breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want my sausages. You've still got have your Russian packs, haven't you? Yeah, I've got Russian packs and some dried out sausages that I got yesterday. So on the way you, you sort of stop and, and have a little a little nibble just so that you arrive there with a, a full stomach. Yeah. So after about three or four hours, given that you, you stop for elevenses or second breakfast, you start to follow a stream uphill to the base of the mountain, where you can see that waterfall erosion has carved out a natural concavity. There's a roaring sound as the waterfall creates a cloud of mist as it plunges into a shallow pool of water. As you can see there on the map, there's two small islands covered with two foot tall red, green and purple mushrooms. Mm. As you sort of look around to get your bearings, you see that there's several cave openings which overlook the pool from different rocky ledges differing from 20 to 30 feet above you. And you can also see that the mountain actually blocks any sunlight from reaching this place. So as you make your way in, you're sort of coming in from, from here. Okay. And just where you can see these sort of lights, you can see uh, so these sort of cave openings. Mm-hmm. Here you can see that, or rather one to the left as you're coming in, you can see that there's a sort of like a natural ramp leading up towards it. The ones, the other ones range from 20 to 30 feet up above, and in the far distance you can see a, a rope bridge spanning across the, the waterfall. Above me, yeah? Above you, yeah. Okay. So, Fena. Yes? Is this familiar to you? I know you haven't been here, but I mean, you know... The topography and those strange mushrooms. Have you seen anything like this before? No, no, I haven't. I'm quite excited. Okay. So, you being a gnome and all, where would you be if you were a gnome? Well, you are a gnome, so where would you be? Well, I haven't. I've never really lived with gnomes, so... Oh. I, I guess that perhaps we should go up that, that ramp. We are quite small. We struggled quite a bit with the with that deer the other day. Yeah. So, I don't rather fancy climbing up a... No, neither do I, actually. What say you, Flavian? You've been awfully quiet. You sort of see him spaced out, staring towards the the waterfall. It's like thunderous. You you, you can't... You you have to shout quite quite loud over... Forget him, fella. He's he's in one of his daydreams. He'll be back in a minute. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to head up up the ramp. Let's see what's inside the cave. Let's go slowly. We don't know what's behind it. We don't want to be ambushed by any dragons. So you're making your way up here? Quietly. Quietly, so, oh, quietly, so you want to go yeah, stealthily? Yeah, stealthily, yeah, 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 I don't trust you. Reminder, the DM rolls for stealth rather than the player. Yeah, and if you've heard of multiple dice, it's because I'm rolling one for each for character. Each okay, so you, you guys start making your way up this, this slope. Um, sorry, what's your marching order? I should ask that. Flavian, if I can get his attention, will be in front. Okay, so we're going Flavian, you in the middle? I'll be in the back, keep the healer snug in the middle. Very good, so you start making your way up. You find yourself at an opening with two corridors sort of going off, one to the left and and one straight ahead. The one straight ahead, you can see that it opens into sort of like a a T. Whereas the one to your left, you can see that it opens up into into a bigger room. I'm gonna go stealthily again. I'm gonna go by myself. I tell Flavian and and, and Fena, stay back here a second. I'm gonna investigate uh, this corridor, the, the big room. Okay, so you make your way into this room, which looks a bit like a dining room. You see that there's several dining tables and chairs sized for, for small folk 
such as yourself. Mm. There's a stout wooden cabinet against the east wall, which you can see holds a variety of different tin dishware and utensils. Is the is it like is the food laid out on the table? So it's everything's empty. There's no, no one there. It's it's empty. You, you can see that if there's been any meals had here, it's it's been cleaned out afterwards. Okay, but it doesn't look abandoned like for years or anything. It's no sort of thing. So I call Kultufena and and Fabian. You can come now. It's it's clear. And I head on off down the corridor and carry on down Nomregard. Nomregard. Very good. So. As you sort of walk, you can, you've you got a a path to the right, which, you know, having scouted ahead a bit, you see that it, it leads you back to that T and back to where Flavian and, and Fennel were. Mm. And the corridor that goes straight up leads you to a to a closed door. Closed door, eh? I wouldn't suspect a closed door to be trapped or anything. Why would I? I haven't been in enough adventure to start mm. fearing doors yet. So I'm just going to try and open it. Quietly, at first, like, peephole style and try and yeah. look through it. So, you're doing this stealthily, yeah? Trying to, yeah. Okay, so as you open it, it goes... And, and you sort of see, like, a, a number of of gnomes sort of look towards you, but they're sort of carrying on with their business. And you can see that there's a... This looks like a kitchen, very clearly, as you, you're looking around. And it's furnished with a, a variety of different gnomes. And you can see that everything's either very close to the floor or readily reachable by sort of tugging on overly complicated ropes and pulleys. You can see like all these mechanisms and gizmos all over the place. And you can see that there's there's five gnomes, rock gnomes, uh, inside the kitchen. You see one using a poker to stoke at the fire of a hot iron stove standing against the the east wall. You see a a male gnome using a complicated press-like contraption squeezing oil out of a giant red mushroom. And filtering the liquid into different flasks. Squeezing what? Oil? Oil out of a... Oil. Okay. You see a a female gnome standing on top of a low table and using a rather complicated looking mechanical rolling pin to knead some green dough, which sort of looks like she's trying to make some Mm. bread. Uh, You see another male gnome forming the the dough into loaves of green bread, his Mm. tongue sort of sticking out. He's very carefully and expertly sort of crafting them into... very evenly shaped loaves. And you see another female known sort of teetering on a stool, trying to stuff this big mushroom into this this barrel. You can sort of hear a muttering and trying to shove it in there. So they I, sort of look over and like, they don't pay much attention. They're, they're quite busy at the moment. I turn back to Fena. Fena, I found some of your folk here. And she sort of, oh, it's been so long since I've seen uh, other gnomes. Hi. And they sort of looks at her. And don't just stand there. If you're coming into the kitchen, help us prepare the next meal or help us ferment the wine or... Me? You're talking to me? <laughs> Who are you? I'm the hero of Fandling. Have you not heard of me yet? <laughs> no. No, no. What, why are you here, Norman God? Well, we have been sent on an important quest uh, to fetch something that could maybe kill a dragon. You know, of anything that can kill a dragon. I don't know if we've got any of that, but you should go to the, the workshop. They're, they're probably, you know, they're always messing around, creating contraptions. Where is the workshop? Sorry. And she sort of said, well, there's, there's two ways you can get there. You can either cross the river, and there's a bit of a cliff that you can climb up. You can go in there, but be careful, because usually the first room, the first cave opening you'll go in there, it's usually some of our kin sleeping there. So, so sorry, sorry a second. A cliff that I need to climb up? Do you have stairs? No, no. What do you mean? Oh, perhaps they were, um, if they're sleeping right now, they you, you, they won't hear you. But there's some pulley system with buckets and stuff. Perhaps you can get in one and you can somehow bring it down. And if, if not, you can go sort of south from here, uh, follow the corridors, cross the bridge, and eventually you'll get there. You, you, I'm, I'm very busy. Oh. She starts trying to squish okay. this this mushroom back one, in. One more thing. Do you have any samples of these tasty looking mushroom bread something i could taste yeah I, one of the the gnomes sort of looks over breaks a piece and, and throws it to towards you try some of this hmm that's quite nice it's quite mushroomy yeah mushroomy quite, bread quite earthy <laughs> fena you should try this she starts you, you can see like her eyes are really open she's she's really excited to to be here she's like, oh, i think we should try and find that thing yeah of course there'll, there'll, there'll be time for me to but just try it <laughs> oh, delicious. I know. Food of my people. Yes. That's why I wanted you to try it. 
But I think, uh, oh, at least I know it's here now and, and that they're safe, but uh, I'm, I'm worried about them. So let's try and get whatever it is we came for. Yeah. And let's make sure that we protect them. And once this whole oh. thing blows over, I can come back. But now at least I know where, where it is. Okay, let's go up the cliff then. Actually, let's cross the bridge. I think it'll be safer for us. Okay, so you go back on yourselves, the, the, the three of you. You follow this path here. And you come across a, a rather large, or rather a, a smaller chamber to, to the one you were in now, the kitchen. So as you walk into this room, you see that there's bolted onto the floor. There's a rotating platform equipped with four heavy crossbows that reload automatically. You can sort of see that this contraption's there with a chair equipped above it with different pedals and all these gizmos. And you can see that there's a gnome sat in, in this contraption. It sort of sees that you're there and <laughs> fires a bolt into the sort of the path. He hasn't sort of hit you. It's like, who are you? Why are you here? I am true. I am here on urgent business. I am looking for the tinkerers. The why, tinkerers? Why do you shoot me? I, I, I come in peace. <laughs> you never know what's what's going to be coming in. So you, you're looking for the, the workshop? Yes, the workshop. Oh, you, you'll be wanting to speak with Fibblestib or Dabbledob. But, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. Fibblestib or Dumbledore? Dumbledore. Dabbledob. Dabbledob. Double dob or fibblestib. Those are our two main techs. Techs? Yeah, well, we're rather techy people. Okay. Like this. Yes, I see. You should be more careful where you, you stray into. What do you mean? I could have shot you. Oh, yes. Are there any other things that are going to shoot me on the way to fibblesticks and nibble dob? <laughs> no, no. He sort of uh, allows you passage and you, you see he's very intent on, on tinkering and and twiddling around with, with his contraption that he seems very proud of, of this. You carry on to progress through for that corridor and you see that there's an opening to your right and you, you can sort of hear the, the thundering roar of the, the waterfall there. You can peek through without having to actually go down and you can see that it overlooks the mm. pool and the, the two islands. So that will be there. Yeah. And as you sort of follow the path, you know, you can see that it, there's one to your left which opens into a rather large looking room. And without going into it, sort of from the corridor, because there's no door, you see that there's some barrels and some boxes there. And to your right, you can see that there's an, another shorter corridor which opens up into a, a smaller room. Doesn't seem to be anything, at least from what you can see, that just looks like an empty cave. That is in the direction of the, the bridge. Okay, so I head to the bridge. So you're going to head, keep heading down towards the bridge, yeah? Yeah. Going straight to the point here. Yeah, so as you, you go into that cave, you see, again, there's a lot of mist from the waterfall dampening this, this empty cave. You can see that as you get into it, there's a 10-foot high ledge overlooking it in, in the south of the cave. And you can see that there's two rock gnomes on the ledge. Oh, who goes there? It is I, Shrew. Oh, who goes there? And then you hear the other one sort of shout, slightly delayed. It is I, Shrew. Who's Shrew? It is me. My orders are to attack any shapeshifters what? on chain. Shapeshifters? So, who are you? I am Shrew. I'm a halfling. I'm harmless. And how do I know you're not a shapeshifter? Uh, well, test, test me. I don't know. <laughs> I'll test you pretty well with this. What? With this crossbow. No. You seem sort of cough the, the okay, crossbow. Hold on, hold on. Pointing at hold you. on. I was sent here by the by the tinkerer back there. And the, the guy in... In the contraption, he shot me, and we all, we've all we've already gone through this. He shot you? You don't seem to be wounded. He didn't shoot me. He shot off a warning. Is he all right? Of course he's all right. He let me through. You can go and check. Don't you think he should have done this? Factor! Factor! Factor? Yeah. You sort of hear him shouting and sort of debating among themselves. Excuse me? What if he's... Uh, Excuse me? Don't you think he should have done this before I actually entered the tunnels? How... How do we know you're not a shapeshifter? Because I don't shift into shapes. Do you see me shifting into a triangle? Into a square? No, but you, you might be changing into a, a different form. Oh, well, is that what well, a shapeshifter like... is? <laughs> I, I thought you meant like shapes, like a triangle. Yes, I change into forms. Is that a big deal? You change into forms? Well, I just found out uh, today. What? <laughs> but I'm a druid. 
I'm not a shapeshifter. I'm a druid. I can turn into bears. I got. A, I had a dream yesterday, and there were all these kinds of animals, and eagles and bears. <laughs> and apparently, <laughs> I haven't it tried it. I haven't <laughs> tried it yet. Hold on. Hold on a second. And I change into a bear. <laughs> So you, you change into this bear there in, yeah. in the middle. Okay, so <laughs> so this small halfling turns into this bear now in yeah. in the middle of this cave. Ah, ah, it's a bear. Okay, change back. <laughs> He's a shapeshifter. No, He's a shapeshifter. I'm a druid. What is a shapeshifter? And why is it a threat? You've shifted into some of our gnomes have gone missing. <laughs> it, was, it was probably a dragon. You, you, you it was probably a dragon. I'm here to kill the dragon. You're here to kill what? What the fuck? Ah. <laughs> and they sort of raise their, um, their bows again. Roll a, per, a persuasion. Uh, 16. 16? Yeah. So you're sort of talking to them and, and trying to talk them down. It's like, oh, I just saw you turn into a bear. Yes. What about turning to rugs? Rugs? Or no. boxes or candlesticks or brooms? Only animals, natural animals or the wild. I am a druid. Have you never heard of a druid? No, we don't get many visitors around here. Oh, well. I am a druid. I am in tune with the wild, with the magics of nature, and nature lends me its powers to turn into magic, magical beasts. I'm, I'm, I'm not a shapeshifter. I'm just a druid. I do not turn mm. into rugs. I or suppose uh, it makes sense if you, if you're trying to, to sneak up on us, you wouldn't be exactly. some sort of a human. I've come in or... through the entrance. I've already <sighs> had your, your bread. You know, it was lovely. I spoke to your friend back there that shot me, and now I'm looking for fiddlesticks and biggle bones. Fiddlestick and dabbledob? Yes, exactly. Uh, okay. Would I know the names if I were a shapeshifter? Of course well, not. Uh, hmm. What? Hmm. Uh, okay, I guess you, you can pass, but we'll be keeping an eye on you. Yes, by, by all means. Anyway, look, I come with one of your friends. I don't recognize her. Who are you? And she sort of explains her, her story that... She's never really met gnomes. Oh, welcome, welcome. Oh, be careful wandering around with a shapeshifter. I'm a druid. <laughs> so from from that room, you can see they sort of point you across to the to the bridge. So I cross the bridge. Is it sturdy? So yeah, you can see that the the waterfall plunges around sixty feet down with its its mist obscuring this. 35-foot long rope bridge, which is firmly anchored into uh, the cliff faces. As you're sort of walking, you, you can see that the it's quite quite sway and, and sags a bit and sort of shakes. It's it's uh, it's not the most sturdy of of bridges, but it, it seems sturdy enough to to get you across. So you guys make your way across, and you start making your way up a slope to to this next room which is a cave that opens up. And this area, again, is, is lightly obscured by the mist from the waterfall. And you can see, you see that there's two rapidly spinning devices which look like almost like bladed fans. So it's spinning around. Fena, what is this? Do you have any idea? Again, you, you don't seem to understand that I've never really been here or with my people. But if you are a gnome, which you are, why would you place this in the middle of a corridor? This is a bit of a hazard, isn't it? Well, I guess it's to stop uh, things getting in that they don't want in and things getting out that they don't want out. Mm -hmm. That's why I keep you around, Fenner. You're very clever. <laughs> so is it spinning? Yeah. And spinning blades. And they look sharp. Very sharp. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Flavio. Flavio. Flavian. Flavian, sorry. <laughs> Why don't you, why don't you throw yourself at one and stop it with your body? I can't believe that, my friend. <laughs> he sort of gets close to, to look and says, I think I can just sort of make out a lever on the other side of the... Ooh, keen eye, Flavia. Hmm, how do we get to this lever? Okay, so actually what I'm going to try and do is how, how wide would you say the room is? The room is about 30 feet wide. 30 feet wide. So I'm going to try and cast Entangle in the middle of the room and try and stop the blaze with my entangle. Is that a cantrip or is that a, an actual spell? It's a spell. It's a spell. Okay, I need you to roll me a d20 as well. d20. Okay. It's a nine. A nine? Yep. Okay, so these vines start growing up in the middle of the 
of the room and you see the first vines sort of getting sliced to bits by the the actual blade blades itself and then eventually sort of stuttering and getting entangled and smoke starts coming out of them and they sort of come to a an abrupt well 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 look at that you don't need a lever for some jobs you can use your brain and a little magic and it works wonders yeah, it seems to have worked wonders on your... My what? <laughs> you were blue before, were you? Blue? Blue, yes. What do you mean blue? Your, your face is glowing blue. What? That must be the mushroom bread. <laughs> Fenna, how about... It's Fenna looks at you as well and she's like, you're really blue. She isn't blue. She's not blue, no. I should have never eaten a gnome's breakfast. Why am I blue? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is it like shining? Yeah, like glowing blue. Glowing blue. <laughs> so I can now, I think I can see the glowing emanating from... Well, no, you, you sort of, you know, uh, Fabian sort of draws his sword, holds it up okay. to you and you, you can see that oh my. you're really blue. I'm like blue smoking. in the face. <laughs> what is going on here? These caves are, these caves are uh, cursed. Anyway, we should go on. Maybe someone, maybe fiddlesticks can explain this. So you, you carry on through through the room, and you you make your way into the the next room, following these these tight corridors again, which you notice are you know they're all lit up with small lamps. And mm-hmm. so as as you're approaching, you you hear a, a bit of a ruckus, a bit of a, of, of arguing. You see two two gnomes in there arguing and gesticulating mm-hmm. uh, between themselves. Excuse me, excuse me. Ah. Oh, yes, he'll know. He'll know. So, listen, you help us settle a debate. What? Um, shri- uh, sanity ray. Sanity ray? Or straight jacket. Straight jacket? And you sort of, <laughs> they're rambling and, and arguing. And, and what is this debate about? We're making a new contraption, and I think we should go with a sanity ray. Sanity ray? Because he's insisting on some stupid coat that... Ties your hands behind your back. And what does a sanity sanity ray do exactly? It'll make you sane. Or saner than you are. So you want to make it for yourself? No, not for me. For who? For the king. Is the king mad? The king has lost his mind. So I think we build a ray and, you know, we fix him. And, okay. And Double Dob thinks it's a stupid idea and he wants to build something called a straitjacket. Just tie him up and leave him mad forever. No, 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 that cannot do. You can't leave the king mad forever. Sanity Ray, of course. You need to kill him. Sanity Ray. I'm with you, uh, fiddlesticks. Double dog sort of storming off. You don't know what you're talking about. He's not even a gnome. What, what does he know about Well, she's a gnome, ask her. You see Fenner sort of very <laughs> shaken by what's going on. <laughs> go just, on just say the ray. Uh, plus one for the ray. Is he? Is he? Ah, you see? Yeah, you sort of see uh, the area that they're in sort of cluttered with half-completed gnomish inventions that don't seem to serve any purpose, as well as a, a number of work tables strewn with different tools and bits and bobs and bits of mechanical gizmos. And you see that there's a, a slight ledge overlooking the room, and you can see there's a, a wooden pedestal with a book on it. And, you know, they're, they're still continuing their argument anyway, even with you there. So now, you see, the guests say... The, I was going to say shrinkery. <laughs> sanity, ray. sanity ray. I'm gonna make a a straight jacket in case your sanity ray fails. Yeah, that's a good idea. Just make both. So what? Why are you here anyway? How did you get through the blades? I I destroyed them. What? What? And they start arguing it. Now you know how much work that's gonna be for me to fix now again. Well, I'm sorry. Who puts Diamonds. a blade in the middle of a path to stop people coming in? Well, it didn't work. <laughs> I came in. I'm here, and look at my face. Can you explain this? I think oh. I had too much bread. <laughs> Quite blue in the face. Yes. What's going on here? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen a halfling with a blue face before. I ate some of your bread. Do you think it's that? No, no. I don't think it's got anything to do with our bread. But it was blue. No, green. No, our bread green. is green. Sorry. And our wine is purple. Nice. Anyway, I'm here looking for a contraption that is supposedly able to destroy... A dragon. A dragon? Destroy? No, well, perhaps we've got things that um, that could help. Dismember something. Scratch it. Anything. <laughs> I'll take anything at this point. 
Oh, well, uh, you, you'll have to speak with, with the kings. The king is mad, you said. Yes, but uh, only he will be able to... to I mean, we're busy working on a sanity okay. and a straitjacket. Do you think I could get an audience with a king? Is that something uh, you can I... try. Why, um, if you sort of follow the, the corridor further down this way, you'll get to the, the chamber. Like, he, he's, he's been mad lately. I, I think he's got his, the other king in there with him as well. What? You have two kings? Oh, yes. Are they married? Of course. Oh, so... So... Okay, so... So that's how it works. So when... Okay. Yes, we have two kings. I never thought of that. So you can have two kings. Wow. <laughs> so he, he tells you that the the king that they're trying to, to cure is King Corbos. <laughs> Corbos. Corbos. <laughs> okay. I'll try to remember that one. Corbos. 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 As <laughs> no, in... Not Corbos. Corbos. K-O-R-B-O-Z. I'm not, I'm not making notes. Corbos. King. That's King 1, yeah? Yeah. And King, king two, 2 is King Nurkli. 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 <laughs> Nurkli. King 2. Very good. So, so which king is mad? King Corvos has gone mad and he's locked himself in there with Nurkli. <laughs> Are they having private time, perhaps? Well, it's been about two or three days, so okay. I, I don't think that we... Oh, who knows? Let's get on it. I want to build my, my sanity ray. I think you need it for yourself. <laughs> so the, the, the two gnomes, Dibble Dab and... and I can't remember the other gnome's name. They, they sort of carry on tinkering and arguing and arguing with each other in gnomish now. Let's carry on. Let's go slowly. I don't want any more... I don't want to walk into any traps. So he sort of directs you and he, he tells you anyway, he says, if you go straight forward, second right is the throne room. The kings obviously aren't in there. He's not in there. He's no. in his room, of course. So you want to take the first right and follow the way there. Okay. And their door is just there. Quick question. Are there any more traps or dangerous contraptions on the way? No, no. Are you sure? Quite sure. Positive. Positive. I can take your word for it. Yes, uh, we've asked you to help the king, so why would I not? Oh, you're asking me to help the king? I thought I was just going to talk to him. Well, see if you can talk some sense into him and see if he opens that damn door. Okay. Oh, he, so he's, he's not opening. He's the one who has to give you the, the items. Okay. I, I've, I've been through this problem before and I, and I haven't been able to solve it. A person <laughs> stuck behind a door that doesn't want to leave. I'm not too good with these missions, but I'll try my best. So you sort of follow your your way through the the corridor, and you come to 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 this big door, this big set door in in the cave. Yeah, the king's door. I imagine. King's door. Is it is it is this it's his actual room already, or is it the throne room? The no, doors it, to it, the it, throne room. The, the, the doors, doors to his bedroom. To his bedroom. Okay, so I'll knock. Kings, who's there? This is Shrew. You don't know me. I hear. On behalf of your of your friends, the Dibbledore and Fiddlesticks, and I'm here with my companions, uh, Fenner and Fabian Picard. Fabian, I don't know you, but there's a shapeshifter out there. Oh, a shapeshifter! I see. There's no way I'm opening this door until until somebody proves to me that that damn creature is gone. What? It almost killed me. I'll have you know. Where did you see him last? Oh, this rug attacks me in the middle. A rug? A rug. This rug with this big mouth just try to grab me. And I'm, I'm, I'm not leaving until you bring me the creature's head. Then what part of a rug is its head? Oh, I, I don't know. It just this mouth opened up and it tried to grab me. And oh, there's no way I'm leaving. Okay, I'll bring you a rug. So I look around. Is there any rugs? <laughs> <laughs> There's no rugs in the room. <laughs> oh no, you're, you're in the corridor in front of the door at the moment. Okay, I'll be back. I'll find that creature that attacked you. And that way you can come out. Are you sure it's not in there with you, though? Definitely not. We've been here two days. Was it just one creature? As far as I know, but we've, we've lost two gnomes already. And two I, gnomes? I was almost taken as well. In the last ten days, Jeez. we've lost two gnomes. Oh no, poor gnomes. I'll see what I can do. I'll bring you the head of a rug. Not the head of the rug, the head of the beast. You said it was a rug. A rug with a mouth, but it changed into a rug. And then it was this purple blob with a mouth. And then it turned back into a rug. Oh, 
Okay, so I'll bring you a purple blob. You proved to me that it's gone and I'll open up and... What was it you had come again for some... some items? I'm, I'm sure we'll have something that, some, that can help you. Some gold, some items, you know, some potions. Well, we don't have much gold here. We trade in tinkering bits and bobs and... Well, one of those will do. Okay, I'll be back. Hold, hold tight, don't go anywhere. Be careful. What does... what does... Nurkle think about all of this? Who? Nurkle. Nurkly. Nurkly. You sort of inside. You tied him up. It's for his own protection. Okay. If, okay, I'll, I'll be back. So you're heading off to to the throne room then? Yeah, I'm heading off to the throne room. Do I see any rugs? Yeah, there's a big red rug then in the middle of the room. Well, here we are. We found our perpetrator, the rug. Stab it or something, Flavian. So Flavian quite cautiously walks towards and stabs the, the rug. Mission done. This is just a rug. Well, it might be dead already. Cut it up and let's take it to the kings. So, so you you want to start cutting up this royal rug yeah. that's in the, in the middle of the throne room? Yeah. So takes out a, a small dag and starts cutting it up into pieces, gathers it up. <laughs> I don't think he's going to buy this. This is a... What do you mean by this? This is a creature. This is a rug. Are you sure? It cannot be the creature. Have you well, ever... He said it had a mouth and the purple blob. Well, it said and... it turns into a rug. I... This is the only rug I see here. Have you ever encountered one of these? No, I have not. Never come across a shape-shifting rug. So you don't think this is it? I've got no idea, to be honest. But um, this does not seem to to have had life in it. Okay. Well, leave it there on the side. If we don't find anything else, we'll take that. So he sort of puts a couple of scraps in his pocket in, sort of in case you, you need it later. Okay. Let's see. So can I ch- check the room to see what I see? Any any doors? Any? Yeah. Okay, I roll. Yeah, roll investigation. Let's say five. And I'll add my investigation, which is a zero, so five. Say so as you, you walk around and investigate, you don't really find anything of... All of note, you know, beyond the, the the two thrones that are there made of scrap metal and, and sort of size for gnomes. And, yeah, as you can see there, the, the rug and some lanterns and, hmm. and stuff. There, there's nothing really of note in, in the room. Nothing of note. And there's a throne at the very end. Yeah, two thrones. Two thrones. Fena, have you ever wanted to be queen of the gnomes? No, no. <laughs> what? Not, not my desires to. I, I barely even know these people. I'm going to sit on the throne. That would be a great disrespect. You're no king. But no one's here to see us. Fena, come on. She sort of turns her back. Come on. Oh God, I want to see this. Are you sure? Flavian, <laughs> sit next to me. We can be kings of Nomagon. <laughs> king Fabian. Yes. Picard sounds. He has a great name. It's got quite a ring to it. Yep. Wanders up with you and tries to... He, he's a human size. So, <laughs> so it's quite a tight fit on... On his derriere as, as he sits in there. It suits us well. Perhaps one day with enough gold we can buy ourselves a castle and, Ooh, and like be that. king. I'd like that. Would you be the king with me? Would you be my king? We can be kings together like these guys. <laughs> That's not my... Uh... Let's say I play for the other team. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, whatever. I'm just... Okay. So, there seems to be... I think we should look for this, this beast. There seems to be no beast. I've searched everywhere. In this throne room, there's no beast. Let's take the rug to these guys. Well, Tim, those are uh, those are the jumpy gnomes. They were saying something about some shape shift, and you, you yeah. freaked them out, turning to a bear. Which, by the way, that was oh yes, <sighs> oh yes, I impress people you're sometimes. Water, when when you're gonna do that? I'll let you know next time. Yes, there is. There seems to be. There seems to be a creature around these uh, areas, around the, these tunnels, that is shape-shifting. I've gathered that much. But, if you can't tell, we've already searched the tunnels, and we've searched the throne room, and we've found a rug. Let's just take the rug, mission over, we get our what we came for, and we can go home without having to actually try and kill anything. I still don't think um, they're going to buy the whole rug thing. But perhaps those two other gnomes know where the the last gnome was taken. I mean, the king said he, he saw it here. Did the, the other gnomes die before or after that? Hmm. Let's go ask them then. So who are you going to go ask, sorry? The... The kings, or are you going back to... I, I'm going back to Fickle Dick and Dumbledore's 
first Fingal Dick and Dumbledore. So the, the two tinkerers. Yeah, sorry. Okay, so yeah, you go in there. They're, they're still arguing with each other and tinkering with their bits and pieces. Did you see the creature yourselves? No, no, I haven't seen the creatures, but we have lost two gnomes in, in the last ten days. Well, I don't think you should build your sanity ray and your straight jacket. The kin isn't mad, he's just afraid of the creature. But this is the chance to build a sanity ray. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you kill a creature killer or something? I'm no warrior, we, but we had the spinning blade, but now I've got to park this and go and fix that. Well, make, make something that... Well, go and fix the blades then. And leave the sanity ray. It's a waste of time. What we do now? Sort of gets tools. Devil Dab, come with me. Let's go fix that damn spinning blade. But let me pass first. Sorry? Let me pass by first. Oh. Okay. Be on your way then. And I they sort of go with all their tools into... into cross the bridge over. Okay, so you, you're back at... The lookout. The lookout with the, the two gnomes there. Mm-hmm. You're back already? Yes, it was quick. I spoke to your kings. Um, quite nice fellows. They're still locked up in there? Yep, for if so, they're scared of the beast. Ah, oh, the shapeshifter. Yeah, the shapeshifter. So it wasn't me, you see. Um, did you see... Did you see where it went? Did you see who it took? Well, the... One was taken in the kitchen a few days ago. Hmm. And... I believe Orin was taken... Orin? Orin. I think Orin was taken... Where, where, where was he taken? I think he was loading up the storage room with boxes and... And that must have been... Uh, the king's been locked up two days. And the other one was taken at the beginning of the week. Uh, yes, this was after the king locked himself up. Yes, so uh, about a day or so ago. In the storage room? He, yeah, he, was, he, he had gone in. And then that's the last time we saw him. He had been sent from the kitchen to take wine and bread to store... And then he never came back. <laughs> Sounds like he's drunk. All the wine to him. <laughs> kept all the bread to himself. Where? Where's his storage room? And he sort of... He directs you back through the... Before you get to the crossbow room. It's just behind you. And to your right. Okay. You can't miss it. So I'll head on that direction. Again, I'm, I'm stepping slowly. Okay, so if I do come across a creature, I don't want to startle it. So you're going... Stealthily, then, the three of you. Yeah. Same marching order as before. Flavian up front, me in the middle, and Fena at the back. Okay, so you, you make your way into, into this room, the storage room. Okay, quiet, guys. In case... So you guys are sort of walking, and... I mean, these are quite tight corridors, and you can sort of mm. hear Flavian's sword scraping against Jeez. the side... Your staff sort of knuckling on staff. As, as you're walking. Come on! But I mean, you can still hear the roar of the, the waterfall nearby as well, so you're not... You're making some noise, but it seems to be masked by okay. by the waterfall. So you, you sort of make your way into this room. It's got no door. And you see that there's a square-shaped cave with different little coves in, in the ends. And it's, it's filled with a, a number of barrels and, and boxes. Hmm. Be careful. If this creature changes into items, any of these could be it. Do I see any doors leading out, or it's just a one single room? It's one single room. Do I see any signs of struggle? Any blood on the floor? Give me a, an investigation. Natural to one type. Okay, so as you're, you're looking, you see there's clearly marks of you know boxes being moved around and all sorts of footprints and drag marks. You you don't see any blood or any signs of a struggle per se, but you do see that you can sort of see where the last perhaps two or three barrels have been placed towards the far far end of the room. The last place. The last place so they were the, the placed. Fre- the freshest sort of marks on marks the floor from having moved from barrels. Moved barrels are into that corner. Would you say freshest or most pronounced marks? Uh, freshest. Um, Fabian. Yeah. Could I'm you? Here. Do you see those barrels there? I do. Could you shoot at them? With your nice bow. You want me to shoot at, at which barrels in particular? The ones there. The ones that seem to have been the last ones to be moved. Okay. Sorry. <coughs> Smacks into that barrel. Nothing. It's a barrel. 
It's a barrel. Do you want me to shoot the other one? Shoot, shoot all those barrels on that side. Shoot all the barrels. On on that side. So where are you guys standing anyway? At the, just at the engine. Starts firing at the barrels, eventually hits the, all the barrels on that side. Nothing, nothing happens. These are just barrels. Good. Stay close. I walk towards the barrel, barrels that seem to be the ones that have been moved last. Yeah. And move them. I pull them, if I can, yeah. towards me, away from the wall. Let's see if there's something behind them. So you pull, move around, and there's, there doesn't seem to be anything there. There's more barrels on the other walls. Yeah. Shoot all the barrels, Fabian! One of the barrels reacts. It's time to roll initiative. Does he shoot at the barrels? Yeah, he shoots at the barrels. Shall I roll for the companions or just for me? Uh, just roll for you. You will go player and then uh, monster or beastie. 16 initiative. 16? Okay, so you guys will move first and then the monster will, will then move. So yeah, Fabian shot him with his longbow. This this arrow had, had sunk into him, causing it to to react and and start sort of moving towards you guys, and you sort of see the arrow fleshed into him there. Okay, so what what do you do? So I turn into a brown bear. Very good. Bit freaky. A bit Indeed. bit of a freaky bear, and I do that as a bonus action because I've got the wild thing from the circle of the moon, and I want to walk walk up to the creature that has just surprised us or rather we surprised him with an arrow to the face and I want to attack it. Okay. I want to make a multi-attack. So you're attacking first with your bite or your claws? With my bite. 13 plus 5 I believe is 18. That hits. Not bad. 6 plus 4 is 10 damage. 10 damage. And then I want to claw claw the the bugger. 16 plus 5. That hits. 2d6 plus 4 slashing damage, not bad at all. 6, 7, 8, plus 4 is 12. So another 12 damage. Another 12 damage. Very good. Take that. You thought a little shrew wasn't going to do damage to you. So yeah, you've sort of gone there, (coughs) slashing him, biting him. Yeah. Still got this arrow sticking out of him as well. Nice. He he seems uh, a bit in shock. You're in shock? Did I go first then? Yeah, I rolled dice. So what's uh, Fabian and Fenner do? Does Fabian reach walking? No. Okay, so he'll get up as close as he can and fire his bow. Okay, roll roll damage. Uh, sorry, roll so to attack. Hits. 15. That hits. And is it 1d8? 1d8 plus 1. 5. 5 damage. 5 damage. Is that all he does? Yep. That's what he does. So, <laughs> fires the arrow. Again, striking the... This mysterious barrel-shaped beast. You can sort of see its mouth and its tongue sticking out as he's whirring in pain, trying to see which target he's going to latch onto. What's Fenna doing? Fenna is moving up to Flavian, just behind him. Can she get on? Are those boxes in the in the middle? Yeah. Can can she get up there? Yeah, she can. Sacred flame from on top of those chests over there. Very good. So yeah, she casts her sacred flame cantrip where a flame-like radiance descends upon the creature. It's going to roll a dexterity saving throw, which he just makes. So you see this radiant light coming out, but he, he doesn't take any damage from it. Naughty boy. Naughty, naughty. So it's now the creature's turn. Yeah, okay. And he's got this ferocious bear in front of him, <laughs> which has done quite a bit of damage to him. So he's going to... Try and attack that first. Try is the word. The keyword. Actually, sorry. When you hit it, it's still in object form. So you're, you're, you sort of bit into it and slashed it. And, and right now your, your mouth and <laughs> your, your paws are sort of stuck onto this, this barrel okay. type creature. I mean, you sort of hit it and bit it and you're, you're sort of latched onto it at, at the moment. But yeah, just to help, we can use one of these... Handy cards that the Essentials Kit brings. You are currently grappled. Okay, grappled. Okay, so he's gonna... You sort of see the, the barrel's mouth opening up again with its tongue there as he tries to latch onto the... onto the bear, the bear form of Shrew. So 18 plus... 18 plus 5 to hit. Oh yes, that most definitely hits. So he's gonna do... 8 damage. 
And as you feel the its teeth sink into your your bare form, and you you feel that that you know that pain as as he latches on, <laughs> you also take this burning sensation what? as you take another eighth damage. Oof. Be good to me. Be good to me. Come on, it's a first fight. <laughs> Top of the round, shrew. You're currently um, in bare form with your, your mouth grabbed onto this and, and your claws. I'm just going to hit it and bite it again. I can, because grapple just stops your movement. It doesn't really negate anything else. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose if it's just grapples, I mean, you're, you're sort of stuck on, we'll say, that parts of your body are uh, stuck onto this ground. My other claw, I'm biting it. Like, yeah. All right. So, um, again, uh, multi-attack. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Four plus five. Nine. That does, nine. That does not hit. Crikey. 12 plus 5, 17 for the claws. How much, sorry? 17. 17 hits. And uh, 2d6. Okay, so 6. 6 plus 4 is 10. 10 damage. 10 damage. Mm-hmm. You sort of see this barrel with a mouth sort of recoil a bit, and he's looking quite hurt. Good. Good. Okay, that's my turn, really. And back to Fabian. Fabian is now going to get right up next to the barrel. And he had a sword you mentioned before. Yep. He's going to use that sword to slash him. Okay, so he's dropped his bow. Yeah. And draws his sword out. And you want him to, to attack with the sword, yeah? Yep. So yeah, roll me a d20. Three. And sort of in the excitement as he drops this and you're seeing this bear wrestling with this barrel, swings it, sort of just scrapes it against the, the back of the wall as he misses the, the creature. <laughs> I say something to Flavian in bearish. <laughs> Fenner's turn. Fenner's turn. She's going to try that again, the Sacred Flame. The Sacred Flame. And again, you sort of see this Radiance energy sort of come out of her, shining down on this barrel with her mouth, and he, nothing seems to happen to it. Doing all the work here. So it's his turn. He's going to carry on attacking at the, the bear in front of him. The shrew bear. The shrew bear. There's 14 hit before I say the plus. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, you don't know. It it, sorry, it does hit. Uh, it hits anyone, so okay. Yeah, yeah. So again, his jaws open wide and clamps into... <laughs> into through. You feel his teeth sinking in as you take eight damage. <laughs> again, that burning sensation as, as his teeth sink in. Take an additional seven <laughs> acid damage. <laughs> Come on. So that's eight and seven. Eight and seven. Oof. Not looking good for, for bear. Not looking good for bear shrew. So it's my turn again? Yeah, bear shrew. Back, back to you. I'm going to try and hit it twice again and hope for the best. Hope I kill it this time. So first for the for the bite, 19. Yeah, that hits. 19, um, that's a d8, which is seven plus five, 12. Yeah. No, sorry. Seven plus four. Eleven. Yeah, he's looking seriously hurt. Ooh, as seriously you hurt. Dig your teeth into it. <laughs> and now I'm gonna attack uh, with my with my claws, and that's a fifteen plus five, twenty. That also yes, hits. it does indeed hit. <laughs> and I'm gonna roll. Not too good. Three plus one, four plus four, eight. Eight damage. How do you wanna do this? I want to do it slow. I want to do it all night long. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, because it was my claw. Your claws, yeah. yeah. So, so first I bite into him and I don't let go. I bite. Does he have a tongue or something? Yeah, there's like this tongue. <laughs> by the tongue that was trying to grapple me and start ripping it apart. And then from the very top, just slash all the way down across its face and try like to. Scar Mufasa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Palm it to death. And that concludes your first battle as the, this barrel thing sort of collapses and it takes this natural purpley slobbish sort of a, a form, half of its tongue sticking out, ooze and, and blood gushing all over the all over the floor. And that's a wrap, because three, it's magic number. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in and for listening again as we finished our adventure through episode three. The Dragon of Iceberg Peak. Please be sure to leave us a review and to subscribe on your podcast player of choice. I didn't. I didn't expect that little jingle over there. Um, remember to also visit our 
website, i2td.com. That's i2, the number, td.com. There you'll find links to all our social media and all of our, the places where we are. So social media, that being Twitter and Instagram. You'll find our Discord server. You've got a link to that. And you can talk to us there, engage with us there. That's where we are more at present, you know, like live, in a live environment. And you'll also find our Patreon and Buy Me A Coffee pages there. Yeah, as you've seen, we've only got one here on our parties and they need all the help that they can get from you, our loyal listeners. So by supporting us on Patreon, you can join the Order of the Enlightened through one of the three different tiers and become a magus? Magus? Magus. magus. I, I, I like to call it magus. So you've got the proto-magus, you've got the magus, and you've got the arch-magus or arch-magus. Basically, you'll, you'll get some exclusive Patreon content, some access to some polls, and some sneak peeking behind the scenes. So you can do that, or you can hop on over to buy me a coffee and buy us a potion as a one-off donation. Yeah, all of this will go in a long way in helping us to expand in the future and bring you more content and more episodes and pretty much grow. We'd like to grow together, build a big community, and see where this Into the Dungeon adventure goes. Yeah, and that brings us to our end of the episode club. Well, the last one standing. Yeah, the last one standing club. Yeah, we oh. need a poll on that. It's going to be the first <laughs> patron poll. Yeah, yeah, good idea. What do you prefer? The last ones standing or the end of the episode club? So yeah, if you've hung around till the end, the last couple of episodes, you know this is a little game we like to play with your listeners where we're going to give you a little phrase a little throwback to the episode we've just played through and we'd love it if you could leave us a comment on either one of our social media channels or on your podcast play of choice and the code word today is until you're blue in the face until you're blue in the face yeah so add that on your comments and let's see what witty comments you can come up as you will have known from the previous episodes we'll read through all of them we'll have a chuckle and the best one best ones we'll get a shout out on our discord channel yeah maybe we like i'm thinking out loud here i'm but maybe we could have like a little channel on our discord server yeah with the 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 ones we liked the most from each episode and have it like a you know yeah for bragging rights for bragging rights yeah and to have it up there for for all eternity (laughs) that sounds amazing very good so with that thank you so much we bid you farewell Thank you for tuning in, and we hope to catch you next time as we delve into the dungeon.